0: Assalamu alaikum. I'm Khalil Alika.
1: And I'm Zahir Parker. And welcome to AccidentalMuslims.com.
0: So, AccidentalMuslims.com is a, a movement, a platform where we showcase present and future leaders to help us live with purpose.
1: And we believe that everybody has a story to tell. This podcast hopes to add value. So, welcome and enjoy.
2: Assalamu alaikum
0: warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My name is Fatima Jakut and you're listening to
2: AccidentalMuslims.com.
1: Assalamu alaikum Fatima. Thank you for joining us finally. Shukran, Jazakta. Well, Khalil and Fatima, nice to be here. Yeah. Shukran for showing us around your, your your laboratory. It looks like it's quite interesting and I'm sure through the duration of this podcast, uh, we can take ourselves to new heights. And uh,
0: yeah, looking forward to it. Shukran. Who is Fatima Jakut?
2: That's such a tough question. Um, Fatima is a, from, uh, Fatima's an energetic person. Uh, She's very passionate about people and helping people. And she loves flying. She loves being in the sky. Um, And that's about it. (laughs) I don't know, maybe there's some other adjectives that people can describe me by, but that's what I. From the top of my head, can say did, about me. Yeah.
0: Did you always want
2: to fly? I think it's in, your, in my blood. Uh, I- every person, I, I'm basically just, I don't have any wings, I can't flap my arms. But imagine taking a 400 ton aeroplane into the sky. Mm. Um, that's, there's something so magnificent about that, isn't yeah. it? So flying is always, and even catching the creatures when I was small in the felt, you know, and getting them into a jar and then studying them and wishing, you know, how can I create myself somewhere? So shampoo animals and insects. (laughs) Um, So flying is, is something that you're born with. It's desire that you are born with. So it's it, And it, it didn't happen for me, just like, oh, wow, well, I woke up one day and, and I got the opportunity to, to become a pilot. It was quite a, a long process.
1: Fatima, you grew up in Wellington, if I read correctly somewhere. Yeah, is okay. it is. Wellington. <laughs> Not uh, in
2: Wellington, New Zealand. <laughs> that right,
1: is you know. uh, the way they so tell, tell us from your journey from Wellington, your, your various studying um, uh, degrees or, or courses, and how you actually ended up Becoming a pilot. Or first what do they call it? A
0: first first officer. First officer.
2: A first officer of oh. pilots, I think. Oh, same thing, okay. A first officer sits on the right hand side of the airplane and uh, and and the captain sits on the left hand side. Okay. Just to make that clear. Okay. Okay. so I grew up in Wellington, uh, in a very um, uh, a very free community, an integrated community. Um, but also, on the other hand, a very um, poor and oppressed community. I mean, like um, peer pressure for me was like taking my shoes off and walking barefoot to school because the rest of the kids don't uh, have have shoes, you know, to, to to go to school with. And so. I had dreams, I always had a dream, you know, this dream and that dream, and then I wanted to be this one. It was like a flag all over the wall, this side, that side. And um, I, um, I had many dreams, and one of them was to become a doctor. So I didn't get into med school and I studied chemistry. Oh goodness. And then that's where everything just started, you know, flying, that desire to fly was still there, but it couldn't be satisfied because. Because it, it was an environment that uh, it was the environment that I thought at the time that prohibited um, a Muslim woman flying an airplane. Oh, is that really possible? And uh, so I studied chemistry and hoping that one day I'll be able to sit in front of and and, and, and fly an airplane. Um, and then I started working at the forensic laboratory. And that's when I stood in front of that airplane. I'm sure everybody's read this part of, of, of my journey where I stood on that tarmac at Cape Town International Airport and there was this just gigantic blue, big blue airplane. I was so overwhelmed and that, that day that airplane, that Boeing 747 called my name and said, Fatima, come and fly with me. And I said, yeah, just think about it, being in control of this. Machine, maybe it's an ego thing, but it, I just—I was just so overwhelmed at at, at at that stage. I managed to get into the SAA cadet pilot program at that stage, and then we studied in Australia in Adelaide. Uh, that's where we did everything that you can think about. You know, pilot. You know, pilot training is quite intense, as you know. It's a theory and then the flying and then integrating those two aspects.
0: So let take us through that. Take us through through the theory. How long's the theory, and the flying, in yeah. the three theory,
2: flying and integrating yeah, the two. Yeah. Okay, so that takes it took us about sixteen months to finish that um, that program. The the program which was our um, commercial pilot license with a integrated um, sorry, our commercial pilot license with our frozen airline transport pilot license. So it takes you from zero hours until about 220 hours for you to finish the the program, to become a qualified pilot. Isn't that scary? Just 200 hours, eh? (laughs) 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 So imagine when I got back to South Africa, I had to fly passengers of 220 hours. But, you know, the training is so intense that uh, if you don't, there were some people that didn't make the course, so there's gates to see how your progress is uh, as well. So, flying training is, um, is, is, is quite a steep learning curve. I think they compare it with two degrees in, in one, in one, compressed in one.
0: What's
1: the, um, requirements to get into the cadet program? Well, um. Do you need any special qualifications, age categories? Anybody listening out there for their benefit, basically? Oh,
2: of, of course, mathematics and science those are two important subjects. And, um, good high, hand-eye coordination, um good ability to uh, solve problems, a good communicator, and uh, but you must be able to to also uh, make decisions in a very pressurized environment. When there's an emergency, you must be able to take control and make a decision, and that decision is not just for you, it's not just for the aircraft at that moment but also for the passengers behind you. So that's your responsibility as a pilot. So it's somebody who is responsible. We don't want uh, pilots aren't reckless. They have the safety of other people's lives in, in their hands. So someone who's dedicated. So sometimes you have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you have to fly right through the night. So uh, there's nothing, there's no 9 to 5. Um, although when you put your pen down, your work is done for the day, eh? <laughs> and every landing that you can walk away from is a successful landing.
0: What's the cost of getting a license? That's like over 200,000.
2: Oh, it ranges from about 450,000. So you can become a recreational pilot for about 120,000, so that's a private pilot license. And then it ranges from, I think, about 400,000 to anything, 800,000, and depends on where you're studying. But you must also keep in mind that you want to have the best training because it's very competitive out there to get a job in the industry.
1: So, um, do you pay that 400,000 to 800,000 yourself, or is this part of the uh, SIA training program, or how does it work?
2: Well, there are support programs like cadet pilot programs, but to get into them are very difficult. There's also the transport CETA that sponsors, um, the National Skills Fund. But also, as I said, it's very challenging to get into it. So it's it's probably the greatest, biggest barrier to entry into this industry is is the cost of training. Um, It's not like a university registered degree where you can go and find funding for it or a scholarship for it, so um, it, uh, that makes it very difficult. And the other thing is, besides just the cost of it, um, it's also the exposure that our youth have. There's a, a huge lack of exposure. Um, so they don't know what they don't know. So the, <clears throat> the knowledge out there is like, how do I become a pilot? Um, Where do I go from here? Is a private pilot license? Can I earn money? No, you can't earn money when you have a private pilot license. It's just for your recreation. All those things that you have to take into consideration.
0: Mm. Does Africa lack pilots or or do you just have too much pilots? What is it?
2: There is a lack of qualified pilots. When When you start, when you finish, you've got 200 hours and then... Then the competition starts because who's gonna take you in with two hundred hours? You're gonna to have to fly at the smaller airline, get an internship. Um, how do how do young people today connect to the industry that there's a there's a, the, the talent pipeline is quite fragmented at this stage, so everybody's trying to do their little bit. How have
1: you assisted in let's say youngsters overcoming their challenge uh, or the fragmentation within the industry to get them from two hundred hours to What's what's the suitable hours that an airline will look at? Absolutely. Okay,
2: large airlines like uh, international airlines, I'm not going to mention airlines, <laughs> large airlines, um, they usually look at about 1,500 hours. Um, the smaller regional airlines so will look at about a thousand uh, hours of flying. But then your exposure also, there's, there's certain requirements for exposure. It's, uh, must be a multi-crew operation or, or twin aircraft, um, operation. So there's various uh, degrees of, of experience required. Um, so, how we've assisted young people, the Sakekama Foundation has been there to address the first thing is the barriers, the exposure. There's a lack of exposure and development. So we um, and, and mentorship in the in the industry as well. Who do I go to? How do I? Speak? Is there someone that I can speak to? So we are are there for for our youth and. We also um, we've we've assisted at, at the Cape Academy for Mathematics, Science, and Technology. We've got um, uh, two students currently that's going through the a uh, sponsored program that we assist, mentor, and and guide them, as well as uh, Morning Morningstar Flight Academy where they sponsor our uh, students. So that's that's just the first phase, and then we we w- last year we thought we were going to be like totally brave. We got Arnold and Hussein and they cycled from Cape Town to Port Alfred to raise funds for, for their pilot training. And that, unfortunately, um, didn't raise enough funds for their pilot training because um, we want them to be employable at the end of the day. And that to, it, it costs about 1.2 million rand to get someone to be employable.
1: You mentioned your, your, your organization, Sakikamba. Did I say that correctly? Oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. i glad about that. So where did that vision come from? Maybe take us through that one.
2: Okay, I'll start with the word, Saki Kamma. Yes. It means building a future in Kosla. So my friend Zuko, friend and colleague Zuko, he came up with a name that says, why don't you look at building a future with the youth? And that is what we do, is like mm-hmm. building a future with young aviators. So we start as little as, as 8 years old and 12, till about uh, grade 12. And, and now even with the mentoring, it is beyond that, um, beyond that age group. So we've got various programs. One of them is obviously the scholarship program, um, that we have with Morningstar 43A school assist as well and support us, uh, our initiatives. And, um, we've got, um, a paper airplane competition. Oh my God, those kids. I must get you guys to mm-hmm. fold some paper airplanes and see if you can beat our record. Okay. Um, so they 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 have a we have a paper airplane competition which the young kids, grade of 5 to 9, they compete in, in different categories, but they compete in teams of three. So they have a time in the air, a, a distance category, and a design category. And they come up with amazing things. So the world record, we're not anywhere close to it, but um, we're getting there, we're chipping away at, at the 69 metres. We are now currently at 36 metres for the distance category, and that's indoor and the same level that they they, they throw the aeroplane. And then, um, and then we've got a time in the A category. We've got a, a 12 seconds currently and that is, um, a school up in, uh, Marmesbury. They are the record oldest 12 seconds. The world record is 27 seconds. And the kids come up with different designs and it gives them a, a, a sort of, a way or an avenue where they can think outside the classroom um, mathematics. There's a lot of mathematics and science involved in in just folding a piece of paper.
0: What drives you besides the hope? Besides moon, the airplane. Besides the blue, <laughs> the blue <laughs> kind of plane that, that drove you to you know, be, being a pilot. Um, what what else? What, are, what really motivates you?
2: I think I think you know. What motivates me is the fact that, you know, when we are born that very first day, I I thought about it the other day, when we are born that very first day, uh, we are fortunate to hear the Adhan in our right ear, and there is already an invitation for us to come to success, and and I have to honor that invitation to come to success. And whatever shape and form success takes, what drives me every day is waking up and knowing that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has created me, with and blessed me with rich blessings, and I have to honour that.
0: So so I'm picturing you now flying this plane. What is the worst? What is the most (laughs) challenging scenario? What is the biggest problem you flying a plane? And how many hours? Do you, do you keep track of your hours? Yes,
2: yes. Uh, pilot, uh, we've got uh, the Civil Aviation Authority uh, has certain restrictions as to how many hours we don't want tired pilots to fly an airplane. It causes accidents; it's dangerous. Mm. So there's certain um, laws that we have to abide by. How many hours we can fly? About 100 or 110, depends on which um, uh, or how you operate and which operation you are in, and. Um, you were asking the question. your most yeah, like yeah. challenging
0: moment. My most wide. challenging
2: moment. The most challenging moment is going into the simulator every six months and prove that I have the oh, skill. Yes. That's very challenging. Mm-hmm. In real life, Alhamdulillah, I haven't. I haven't come across. Um, I've been struck by lightning, or the aircraft has been struck by lightning, and then my eyes were big for about okay. an hour. Okay. So after that, but um, that's quite a scary. We try to, we obviously try our best to avoid it, um, and, and, and somehow we ju- were just struck by lightning. Yeah. But there was no damage to the aircraft. The windshield cracked one day. Oh. Just one of those things. <laughs> and we managed the emergency. And, but, you know, we are prepared, alhamdulillah, every six months, as I say, when we go into that simulator, that prepares us. And every flight prepares us for that emergency that is, is, is a, to happen or could happen. Mm-hmm. How, how accurate is a simulator? It's 100% accurate. It's really, it is. It, it's nothing uh, that... When, whenever you you, you you are trained for another aircraft, you, you do some simulator hours because they're cheaper and it's obviously safer. We don't want passengers while you are training. And then that first landing that you do is with passengers in a real aircraft. So it's very... It's very yeah. realistic.
1: Can you take us through that moment, your your first commercial air flight, and you landed, and your passengers got off? How was that feeling? Let me take us through that whole experience.
2: Oh, gee, was that day. day, Can you remember how long ago that was? was? It was in 2003, when the passengers... Um, I actually, I'm, I'm still recovering from that flight. <laughs> uh, um, it was, it was a scary moment because suddenly everything came together. There's passengers, air traffic control speaking in your ear, the captain watching you. You are p- forming part, you are p- now part of a team. Everything is live. And everything that you've trained for is coming together on this very first day. I can't remember how the landing was. Maybe if it was hard, then it would have been memorable. But alhamdulillah, I, I don't I don't recall unless unless somebody's got another observation. Um, it was also a very challenging time that I entered aviation. It was after nine eleven, not too long after nine eleven. So there's a big spotlight on 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 Muslims in aviation, and uh, and still there still is. So uh, that was something that I had to, to manage as well.
1: When you touched down, was that the realization of your dream, or was it when you started the the, the engine that Or which part was your realization?
2: The realization of my dream actually came f- much earlier. It wasn't it wasn't about the passenger flying the passenger. The very first time I was in control of an airplane was in a in a powered glider in Australia. Uh, it was a Sunday morning. It was a quiet, early morning. It was quiet. And we went up in this glider and it was the most quiet moment that I've ever experienced in a, in my entire life. There was absolutely no noise. And what I, when I looked down, it was the greenness of green and different shades of green. And I couldn't believe how quiet life is up there. And then I knew that this is where I belong. And every day, every day, if you think about an airplane, how much it weighs? It weighs four hundred tons in was big ones, five hundred tons in a, a three eighty. And but you think about it; it's only through Allah's Rahma when the airplane takes off.
0: This is my most
2: magical moment. I everybody asks me when do you know that? When when is your most when is your most magical moment? I would say that when I pull that control column back with a joystick back. And the wheels lift off the ground. And at that moment, the aircraft becomes airborne. Then I know at that moment, I've done everything right. And it's only through Allah's rahmah that mm. the aircraft is, is, is kept in the air. If you think about air, it is colorless. It is weightless. And here you got this big metal machine. Being able to be suspended in the air. So how else it is? It's, I sometimes tell the young younger kids that it's magic, but it's only through Allah's Rahma that that, that 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 can happen. No science, you know. All through the science, we try to prove it through science, but but think about it. It's Allah's Rahma that's keeping us in the sky.
0: How important? Uh, I'm sure mentorship is important. Do you have any mentors? Who specifically? But do you see mentorship as playing important? Role in, your, in your career
2: year life I have to start at my in my home I've got a, a, a couple called my parents that that mentors me and I can advise they advise me they've been amazing um, they've been amazing because I've been just truly blessed um, they believe in me and they encourage me so there's no such thing as, my parents always encouraged me to, to, to choose for myself, you know? Um, and, and nothing was impossible when I said I want, I'm going to become a pilot now. It wasn't like, Oh goodness, what's happening to our child now? It was, it was an encouragement and believe in every day. They still believe that, that they, um, I can, I will, I will choose the right thing and do the right thing. And then I've got, um, one of the people that I admire the most and also seek advice from is, is Cheryl Corrales. She's been amazing through, through my journey as well. I don't know for that long, but she has contributed, um, to my, to my life, to my, um, to my journey, to my, she's someone who understands. Uh, and someone that I can can use as a soundboard.
0: Farima, one last question, and I always keep this for last. So today you're going to die, and um, so you only have enough energy to say a few words. What would what would you say to your to your loved ones and family and friends?
2: I would say that I have tried my best. And I haven't been the most patient person, but I've tried to do my best to achieve my goal uh, to get to the other side of this journey. And please don't waste your time um, with anything frivolous, anything that you don't have control over. Use your time wisely and creatively.
0: Shukran So I've been trying We've been trying for months To get out of you Finally uh, Shukran for your time And may Allah bless you
2: Inshallah You too Inshallah And may Allah Continue this The great work That you are doing Um, May it become bigger Than what you Imagine And may you um, Reap the benefits Of all your hard work Inshallah Mm -hmm.
1: Shukran for that Uh, And we we Likewise May Dua To bless and protect you Keep you safe In all your endeavors, Allah puts paraka in, um, in your projects that you're involved in and keeps you safe and, and healthy so you can inspire other people out there. So it was certainly a wonderful just listening to the stories. I must say, I've never met a pilot one-on-one. <laughs> so uh, that's a first for me, alhamdulillah. So, but most of all, thank you for your time. So that's it for today's show. We hope you added value. We hope you enjoyed it. But most of all, we hope our guests inspired you to live with purpose. Don't forget to send us your suggestions via info at accidentalmuslims.com. If you know anybody out there that is inspiring, that's leading, that's living with purpose, please uh, do contact us.
0: And remember, feedback is our oxygen. So follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I hope you enjoyed. God bless. Assalamu alaykum.